A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop, bringing you the best in American and Scottish accents since 1994. I went for a whole different thing this week. You'll notice the title of the show is Questions, Questions, Questions. And it's because I get a lot of questions. And usually in the first part of the show... I'll share with you some observation or insight that I've had. And then in the second half of the show, I'll take a question from the nation. But there's been so many great questions recently, and please keep them coming, right? But there's been so many great life situations getting presented that I'm going to devote this entire show to answering a select number of questions. So let's get right to it. Let's not screw around. Okay, so this first question that I'm going to deal with this week comes from Casey. And Casey says, thank you for what you do. You've truly helped me. For the last few years, I was stressed out from work, depressed, and consumed by self-destructive thoughts and habits. I let the person I had become damage my marriage. And two months ago, we hit a breaking point. Since then, I've read all your books and I've been hell-bent on unfucking myself. I've lived my life up until now stuck in my head and your books have helped me to stop doing that. I've learned how to get out of my head when I get into my depressed or angry states. But my question is this, how do I prevent getting into those states in the first place? How do I shake off my triggers in that initial moment without letting them get to me? at all. All right, Casey, that's actually a pretty powerful little bit of sharing you did for us there, which I love. But I think the thing that strikes me first about what you said there, I want to make sure you're on the right track for the right reasons, okay? Often when we're in relationships and All too often in relationships, we only ever really want to do something about a relationship when it's getting to that critical point, right? Where it's just completely unworkable. I think we have that general relationship to all of our lives, right? You don't want to do anything about your body until you can no longer take the way that it is. You don't want to do anything about your finances until, you know, you're on your knees with them. You don't want to do anything about your career until you're so sick of that fucking job, you feel like setting the place on fire. 
Please don't do that. That was just a little example. But anyway, it seems like we have to get in a crisis. And then we start dealing with a crisis, which is good, right? But you have to remember, putting the flames out doesn't mean you're at the source of what started the fucking fire. And so that's a lot of what we do. It's a lot about putting flames out. It's a lot about altering behaviors that will make this situation immediately improved. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But any pathway that you're on for personal growth and development, and I really mean this to all of you out there, it has to be something you're doing for the reason you say you're doing it. Most of people say, well, you know, I need to improve myself or I want to grow or I want to la, 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 la. But they've got some other thing in mind. Like it's really about something else. So if it's really about keeping your relationship together, here's what will happen. You'll turn yourself inside out to keep the relationship together. The relationship will go whichever way it goes, but you'll be left with the idea that you sacrifice something. So your growth work should be about you growing. That's it, period, all the time, every fucking time, okay? Now, you talked about hooks and triggers, or specifically you talked about your triggers, right, which is this kind of depressed state or anger. I don't think you're quite at the bottom of it yet, right? Now, I think you're on the right track. And you won't always catch yourself before you go into something, right? I mean, you might occasionally do that. Nine times out of 10, though, you'll be trying to recover from it. Like either you're catching yourself kind of like when it started and then you need to find a way to deal with whatever damage you're doing in that moment of time. Or it's later. It could be hours later, right? So for those of you that have ever lost your temper, you don't immediately become fucking balanced. It's not you're like, oh yeah, and then I hate you. Oh, I'm sorry I said that. Like, you know, it's much later, okay? Because, well, for a number of reasons, but it's called an amygdala hijack. So when that reasoning part of your brain gets hijacked and you're in complete fight or flight mode, okay? And, you know, there's a whole science to that. And it's all very fascinating and interesting and ways to interrupt some of that shit, which is all very interesting too. That's one aspect of being powerful and being responsible for your mechanism. But I think there's something else that you need to start introducing. And that is, you got to start living a little more consciously, my friend. Right? And this is the same for everybody. You got to start living a little more intentionally. Like that you've got something in mind. So if your relationship is about whatever the fuck it's about by default, which is something like, I don't know, getting along, which is what most relationships are fundamentally about, or at least they end up there. So we're getting along for all my romantics out there. Yeah, that's what's coming. And that's what's coming in the absence of anything being there, like a conscious creation. So if my relationship is consciously, and I've consciously created this, that is I've sat there and said to myself, what do I want this fucking thing to be about? Oh, I want it to be about love and connection. And you got to follow this with me, right? And this is where you guys got to start 
you must start joining the dots with the stuff that I'm saying and the stuff I've said before and the stuff that's in all the fucking books. And you got to start joining all of this together. I'm giving you a big picture. And it's a whole and complete picture. There's no fucking, I'm, I'm not turning this into a mystery. But if I take on something like love and connection in my relationship and I say, this is consciously what I'm making this thing about, then if I find myself angry, is that aligning with love and connection? No, well, no, I would say somewhere in there I've gotten off track, either in that moment, five minutes before, 20 minutes earlier that day, yesterday, last night, whatever. I've gotten off track. And my solution, by the way, is love and connection. Again, if that's what I'm saying my relationship's about. Where we often fall down, particularly in relationship, as we say, my relationship's about love and connection. Let me be loving and connected to this person. Are they being an asshole with me? Well, what the fuck? I mean, I'm putting all this effort in and da, 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 and that's it. You're done. But if I catch myself in the moment and I say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said this thing's about love and connection. They're not responding to me, but I love them. And I'm connected to them. And that's what I'm consciously saying this thing's about then my being pissed off just doesn't match up. It just doesn't show up in that space as natural. It actually shows up in that space as unnatural. To be angry, loving, and connected doesn't go. So what I would say to you is, yeah, you got to be responsible for your machinery. You got to catch it when you can. You got to clean up where you make a mess. But you got to start putting things into your life that are more a reflection, more of a reflection of who you are. And that's what you need to go to work on. Not go to work on like one day I'm getting there. I mean, like, if who I am is a loving man, that's the answer to everything. And it really is the answer to everything because it's who I am. And there are times that things get in the way of my being a loving man, but that's for me to handle. I'm not going to blame you for my shit got in the way of my love for you. I'm not even going to blame you that I allowed your shit to get in the way of my loving you because my answer in that moment is to love you. <laughs> it's so fucking simple. It's so simple. It's so fucking powerful. It's so doable. If you would get off of your addiction to trying to fix yourself, them, or this relationship, it's more about holding yourself to a greater good. The only real thing you're wrestling with is your own automatic reactions, which is okay. That's the right fight to be in. That's the right one. That's the right one. Why is that the right one? Because that's one you can win. But when I'm in a fight with your automatic reactions, I'm not winning that one. You are you'll win it. I can't fight or manipulate your machinery. I can sure manipulate my own though. All right. So I'm going to take another question from the nation that came in this week. And this question was, I think this is something we all deal with at one level or another. And of course, by the way, you guys, if you want to participate in a future episode of the nation, call or text me with your question or your subject matter, whatever you want to talk to me about, 
450-3203. Call or text. If you call that line, don't worry. I'm not on the other end of the fucking line waiting to catch you. There'll be a voicemail message there. Leave me a voicemail or text me. But you can also email me. Connect at GaryJohnBishop.com. Or you can go over to the website, unfucknation.com. There's a little standard form you can fill out there with your question, your comment, or suggestion for a future show. But anyway, this next question comes from Mila. And Mila says, whenever I succeed or achieve something great, I don't feel any joy or happiness from it, no matter what it is. I completely ignore it as if it doesn't mean anything. And sometimes even try to undo it. I'm so exhausted of living a life for no matter what I achieve, I feel no emotion other than it doesn't mean anything voice in my head. And it feels the same as if I sat in the couch and did nothing while others are able to celebrate it and use it as fuel for further endeavors. I cannot force myself to be happy about it. And only very rarely can I stop subconsciously trying to undo it. How do I start transforming this into something worth living with? All right. There is not a person alive who hasn't had some experience of what you're talking about, right? So for you, you're saying you get no experience of joy from your accomplishments. That is way more fucking common than you think. But for an awful lot of people, there's a fleeting experience of joy or satisfaction. There are some things in your life you can look back on and and the satisfaction of having accomplished that is still there. But there's many things in all of your lives, by the way, that now that you've done that thing, it's like me. Right? For some of you, it was getting a credit score to a certain point. You did it. You're like, oh, yeah, I fucking did it. And then you were like, well, okay. Or it could be your college degree or a job or getting your body to look a certain way or getting a date with a person or getting a car or, you know, Pick something and you're getting a job, a promotion. Our accomplishments aren't really accomplishments because you're not paying attention to what they're supposed to do. So you got to really listen to what the fuck I'm saying here. Oh my gosh, you got to listen. You got to listen. You are not paying attention to what those accomplishments are supposed to do. See, look, in every goal of your life, there's something built into it that you're not noticing. And fucking none of you are noticing this. None of you are. You literally think it's, it's the degree. Like, when I get that degree, then it'll all be better. When I get into that shape, it'll all be better. When I do blah, 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 you get the picture for fuck's sake. Come on. But here's the question I have for you. What'll be better? Like what? Like I know there's the obvious shit in the surface. But what'll be better about you? Like dig in. You have to get underneath. People talk about their subconscious all the time. And I'm very, very rarely have I met anybody who has any fucking idea what that really is. See, built into, secretly built into every goal you have is the person you're out to become. That's secretly built in. Like, 
when I get that degree, I'll be more accomplished. Or it'll finally put to bed that idea or that feeling or that. It's all about you becoming someone that you, right now, are not. So built into every goal you've got, whether you can see it or not, you're supposed to become someone happier, more confident, more outgoing, more together, more at peace with yourself, that you're admired more, that the whole world will see your moment of fucking glory and applaud you. You'll be acknowledged. You'll no longer be that old person. What old person? Well, person you are right now. The person you are right now is the person you're trying not to become. I'll say it again. The person you are right now is the person you're trying not to become. So what happens then when you get to that day in the future, when you produce the result? Why don't you get any joy or happiness from it? Because it's not about it. Like you say, no matter what it is. I don't feel any emotion other than it doesn't mean anything. That's right, because it doesn't solve the problem that you are for yourself. It doesn't solve the problem that you are for yourself. And even if you do get that moment of joy, you're right back again after whatever period of time, five minutes, 10 minutes, a day, a week. What's the problem there then? It's still you. That's the fucking problem. It's still you. And as long as you keep using your goals to solve this apparent problem that you are, you'll never get any joy out of them because it's not about the goal or the accomplishment. You're not emotionally connected to that as an outcome. I'll say that again. You are not connected to your goals or your accomplishments like that's the outcome. Because tied into it is who you think you'll be when you'll do it. And then when you get there, it's still fucking you, so you're fucked. So you just pursue the next goal, and the next goal, and the next goal, and the next goal. And as you say, Mila, it's fucking exhausting, but you pursue it anyway, and anyway, and anyway, and then you fucking die. It's all about you being someone, some day. But that day never comes. And I'm including all of you out there right now who are sitting listening to this going, oh, that's terrible for Mila. But yeah, when I blah, 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 blah. No, I really will be better. No, you won't. You're fucked. Because you're pinning your growth to some external thing. Now, how do I break this down for myself? Well, I first have to come to terms with, my gosh, I go on about this book all the fucking time these days. It's almost like every week I keep going back to it. Stop doing that shit, okay? That's the name of the book. Stop doing that shit. I'm going to read you the back of this book. And by the way, I'm only doing that because the book's sitting here on my fucking desk. I just looked over and there it is. So just in case you thought I had this all mapped out and planned out, as you know, if you listen to the show, I don't. I just answer the questions. But anyway, on the back cover of Stop Doing That Shit, it says, you know you shouldn't, but you do. You know you should, but you don't. Over and over and over. Whether you're in a career or life rut, can't find the right partner, struggle with saving money or meeting your health goals, whatever your thing is, it all comes down to self-sabotage 
and you're tired of it. You can't just keep responding in ordinary ways if you are truly out to live an extraordinary life. Stop doing that shit. Put your hands on the levers and dials of your deepest subconscious machinery and empowers you to translate your most negative thoughts and behaviors into the kind of life you've always wanted, but never quite knew how to get. In this book, what I do with you is take you in there. Take you in to see the someday you that you're out to have happen. And by the way, the completely debilitating view that you have of yourself. I'm including all my fucking happy clappers out there. Yay, I don't have a debilitating view of myself. It's all so fun and good. Sunshine. Now, even you've got a shitty opinion of yourself. So you have to start separating your accomplishments from personal growth. The growth starts with understanding the mechanism is going on in the background. That is, what's the point that keeps getting proved? So that's a great question for you to start with, Neil. When you hit the goal and you're in that valley right there, what's the point that gets proved about yourself? It's something like this. No matter what I do, I'll never be happy. In that moment, you're off the hook for your own fucking happiness because it's something you can't do. So you got to separate these two things. Your goals, your accomplishments, fucking brilliant. Do them. Do them for the sake of doing them. The growth in going for an accomplishment is in the difficulty of producing it. In that difficulty, you will grow, you will expand. But you're seeking satisfaction, fulfillment, joy, whatever it is, in doing things. That's the same as all those fucking crazy people that are still looking for their purpose. You don't look for a fucking purpose, you create one. You don't look for joy, you create joy in your life. Well, how do I do that? Do shit joyfully. Vacuum with joy. Call your mom up with joy. Be late for work with joy. That's how you be fucking joyful. But you got to get to the bottom of not only your own machinery, but what you're actively sabotaging here. And to me, it's pretty obvious, even though you've only given me four or five lines pretty obvious to me you're out to sabotage your own joy. And ultimately, all sabotage does that. Brings you back to a point where you can conclude and be right about something about yourself. And it's always a negative thing. You can go back there and say, see, fucking know it. I don't only know this from all the fucking people I've coached, which is a lot of people. I know this from my own experience. I know this from what I've done with my life and my own mechanism. So you got to separate your accomplishments from your personal development and you got to get to work on yourself. And I mean, get to fucking work. Uncover what is it you're out to prove about yourself. What's a negative thing you're out to prove about yourself. And then what do you get to say in those moments? What do you get to avoid responsibility for? And you're avoiding responsibility for something in your fucking life, Mila. And then you get to just keep being this fucking shitty version of yourself over and over and over. All right, we're going to take a break and we're going to take another fucking question from the nation after the break. This episode, of course, is called Questions, Questions, Questions. 
because we've had so many fucking great questions this week, I'm making a whole show about questions from the nation. If you'd like to participate in a future show, 646-450-3203. You can call or text that number. Connect at Gary John Bishop. Send me an email. Or unfucknation.com. We're going to be back in a moment right after this. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. This is where we kind of go back to the traditional state of the show, I guess. So this week is questions, questions, questions. And I'm taking another question. And this one comes in from Teresa. And I picked this question, you guys, because I think there's something that Teresa is doing that we've all done. And in fact, many of you are doing it right now. So Teresa says, hi, I've really enjoyed your podcasts and your books. I think you're helping many humans to help themselves to become better people. I recently lost my dad to colon cancer. I'm sorry, Teresa. I'm sorry you've had to deal with that. I miss him terribly. I'm currently separated from my husband. There was a lot of verbal abuse going on that I'm not willing to take anymore. My sister and I share a house cleaning business and she's currently unable to walk because of food surgery. And now I'm trying to clean without my partner, but it takes a toll on my body and I don't want to do this anymore. All of this has happened within three weeks. I feel as though I can't get my grounding. My mind is swimming. I will go back to unfuck yourself and start over, but fuck, this feels so fucking hard. How do I work through my dad's death? How do I deal with leaving a controlling husband? And how do I change my career when I don't even know what the fuck I want to do? Thank you for listening, Teresa. All right. So you guys, you can hear with Teresa's email there. She's got a lot of moving parts in her life. Raise your hand if you've got moving parts in your life. Not if your hands are on a steering wheel. Just keep them on a steering wheel right now. Yeah, we've all got moving parts in our life. So when we're faced with some kind of breakdown situation, that is things not going the way they had been going, right? Not a nervous breakdown. But things are not going the way we thought they would go. I call that a breakdown. It's not working. Teresa's got multiple areas of her life that are in that state. One of the things that we do, though, is we find it really challenging to start handling them because they're all collapsed. They're all in on each other. They're all feeding each other in some way. Now, of course, how you handle this is you need to look at each thing on its own so that you can get your head around it. And then when the temptation's there to kind of yeah, but and include another item, you got to resist that temptation. So sometimes when you come up with a solution to a certain area of your life, you start immediately 
considering how that'll impact the other areas. Don't do that. All right, you solve it. And as you've come up with your solution, you'll turn to the next area and you'll say, well, given that I've solved that, the way that I solved that, how do I solve this? And it's not always solving. Sometimes it's really just handling or empowering yourself. So I'm going to get through each of these. Teresa, you know, you're talking about unfuck yourself. I don't think you'll get anything in unfuck yourself to help you deal with your father's passing. Okay? Go to wise as fuck. There's bits in there. In fact, there's a whole bit in there about loss and how to process it for yourself in a way that you're empowered. Right now, you got to give yourself the room to grieve with this thing. It's appropriate. You should be grieving. If you're not grieving, I'd be more concerned at that, right, than, than you're grieving. So you should grieve. And you should give yourself plenty of room to do that. There's no right way to grieve, right? Now, I know some people have made a fucking life out of grieving. And even that has to have a shelf life. But right now, this is so new for you. You're in the midst of like what I would call a big upset, right? And that doesn't mean you're upset. It means the way your life was packaged is now in a state of upset, okay? So you got to give yourself lots of room for your dad. You got to do whatever things empower you in the area of that subject. So it could be going for a walk, could be praying, could be meditating, could be talking to people, whatever it is that kind of raises you a little, you should do those things. And it includes, by the way, sitting and having conversations with your father, which not enough people do, by the way. Not enough of you are having conversations with the people in your life who have passed. Those people are still alive for you, for fuck's sake. They're not there. But if you start talking to them, you will fully experience their presence. And I mean, you'll fully experience it. Like they're right there with you. You'll even hear their answers. You know what the fuck they're going to say. So I would also recommend you fully engage in a dialogue with your father. He's probably got a lot to say about this. And I don't mean this in a, like a Victorian fucking seance kind of way, right? I just mean the people of your life exist in a conversation. They did when they were alive too. Who they were for you then was alive in your conversation with them. When you spoke about them to other people, you were bringing life to them in your speaking. You're a creature of language. Your language is way more critical than any of you fucking think it is. But anyway, so you got to keep that separate, okay? In terms of your business, you might want to just take some temporary help on. It'll cost you a bit of extra money. But you got to respond to the crisis you're dealing with. You can't just stumble through it, which many of you want to do. You got to think a little bigger. You got to think a little outside of the box. You can't keep, fuck, I even just said that in the last section. These are extraordinary times for you, Teresa, and you're responding in ordinary ways. You're coming up with ordinary solutions. You need to come up with extraordinary solutions, One, ones that might be a little outside of what you think is possible. That's okay. But you got to really start thinking in those terms. You know, my whole thing about money and businesses 
You'll always solve the problems that present themselves in your business. Where most people fail to grow is because that's what they make it about, solving the problems that are presenting themselves. When I've been growing what I do, I'm always trying to solve problems that I don't even fucking have yet. I'm interested in creating those kind of problems. You know, I created the problem called how can I talk to fucking thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people every week while on social media and podcasts. I had to give myself to all that shit and understand it. And I didn't want to do that. But it was the right kind of problem. So, Teresa, you need to get involved in the right kind of problem here. Maybe it's time for your house cleaning business to expand a little. I love people that say this is a message from the universe because I don't believe in all that shit, right? But this might be your message from the fucking universe. <laughs> right? It's time for you to expand. You got to think beyond you and your system, right? I mean, I've coached many, many business owners over the years. And invariably, every business comes to a point where its limitation is its owner. You're at that point. All right. So that's that thing, right? That's your two items. And your third item, right? And I'm uncollapsing these for you. This is exactly how everyone at home needs to do it. You got to uncollapse this shit for yourself. Well, your husband. I already know you're considering going back to him. I already know you're considering like whatever that is. And it's not like you shouldn't do that. If that's your choice, that's your choice, right? And if, you know, maybe he's going to do things and take steps to reinvent your relationship, and that's all fucking great. But I already know in the back of your mind, you're considering that's a way back for you. And I can tell by the language you used. Okay, so... I think you need to admit that to yourself. See, people will pretend that that doesn't exist. No, no, I'm never going back. But that's there for them, like a thought. Like maybe I would. You need to get this situation sorted out for yourself. If you are going to go back, what are you going back to? What does this now have to be? What's the new condition? When I say the new condition, I don't mean conditions. I mean the condition. Right? Is it a condition of love? Is it a condition of authenticity? Is it a condition of passion and adventure? What's the condition? What are you going to hold yourself to? What's he promising? What's he going to hold himself to? It's not like, oh, I promise to work on it. Uh -uh. If ever you're considering reinventing a relationship, right? Not necessarily go back to one, but reinvent one. You have to get really serious about fucking reinventing something. Like, serious about it. Like, we're reinventing. This is not fixing what happened in the past. That was already a shit show. You got to reinvent and get underneath that reinvention and what it looks like and what it looks like for you to be you and for them to be them and how you're going to handle all of that and blah, 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 blah. Now, there's also like that you're not going back. Maybe you're not going to go back to him. How do I deal with leaving a controlling husband? You said there, right? You've already left. So I'm going to say this to you. Take out the word controlling, because as long as that's there, you're still getting controlled. Not by him, but by your own thoughts. So if you've left someone, you got to really look at like, well, what do they do and not do? Did they say this to you? Did they say that to you? Did they, how was their behavior? What were their persistent emotional states, their persistent complaints? Like, those are the things that you've got to focus on. That's what you don't want. 
It's like, I don't want to be married to someone who calls me names or who threatens me with violence, or I don't want someone who blah, blah, blah. Like you got to be able to identify all that for yourself. Don't just throw it under the blanket of controlling, right? I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who regularly asks me where I was, who I was with, and what was I doing, right? Some people don't mind that. Some people, that's a no-no. You got to get clear about what works for you, what didn't work for you in that relationship, because that's what you're getting away from. Those kinds of behaviors, which is things he said and things he did. Things he said and things he did. And focus on the things he said and the things he did. And that's what you're saying is the aspects of a relationship that you don't want. And you're unwilling to proceed in a relationship that has those items in it. Period. Okay? The rest is just fucking drama. And you guys, you got to get this as listeners to the nation. This is why I don't go on about fucking toxic people, narcissists, controlling people. It's all dramatic, right? You're using these terms to describe what behaviors, what are they doing and not doing? And please save me from your fucking Google sourced psychoanalysis. Get clear, get straight about it, get it flat. For yourself. This thing, that thing, that thing, this thing, no. Good. I can totally get that. There's integrity to that. And by the way, you'll notice your emotional state gets a lot more settled around it. But yeah, he did this, he did that, he did this, and that's unacceptable to me, so I'm not proceeding. There's a whole bet in the new book that's coming out in January. I haven't told you the name of that book yet. I'm not going to fucking do it. We're still working on the artwork for it. Like, imagine you were able to come out of a relationship the way you went into it. And I don't mean like, you know, having sex in weird places. I I mean, with the same kind of sense of yourself, like not scattered and a little fucked up, but rather settled and content. There are certain things here in your relationship with your husband that you'll need to sort out for yourself to give yourself some mental clarity in traversing this particular terrain of your life. If you're out, then be out. That's it. You should know this, and everybody should know this. Whether you're in or out, there will always be thoughts of, should I have gone the other way? Those are just thoughts. It's okay. With every choice you make in life, when it takes you on a certain direction, you'll very often have to acknowledge shoulda, coulda, wouldas. It's part of the deal of making a choice. That's why people are always like hesitant because they're always so fucked up about making the right choice. I don't get that fucked up. I don't. I just choose something and throw myself into it. I'll fucking produce plenty of joy, satisfaction, success, accomplishment, all that shit. I'll produce, I'll produce, produce, produce. Because I'm up to things. I'm not seeing how it's going. I'm fucking determining how it's going. And that's what you'll need to do, Teresa. Determine how this goes. Or as I've been saying for fucking weeks now in social media, take over, Teresa. You have the capacity. A strong human being. The only thing that's getting fucked up right now is your experience of how things are supposed to be going. 
But things are going the way they're going. This is life happening right now. This is like, wow, look at all these fucking challenges around me. Look what's going on around me. And this is for everybody. I want you to know, you got this. You got yourself in times of crisis. You got way more in the tank. Way fucking more in the tank. Does it feel like you have more in the tank? No. That's right. But you got to keep pulling back and pulling back, getting some perspective, and empowering yourself in the ways that you know to empower yourself. That's, again, it's for everybody. Are you doing the things in your life that empower you? And again, it's stuff like, are you listening to your favorite fucking music? Are you reading? Are you going for walks? Are you running? Are you working out? Are you, yes, are you treating yourself? Are you going for that fucking massage? Or are you, like, you got to really nurture your sense of self. That'll fuel you up for dealing with this uncertain time in your life that will end, by the way, this time We'll start, some things will get complete. You'll start to forage into new areas in life. You're in a state of transition, Teresa. You got this. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Of course, if you want your brilliant Unfuck Nation gear, go to theunfuckstore.com. Find yourself a great Unfuck Nation t-shirt. The team are working on some kid-friendly t-shirts. Well, not my kid-friendly, your kid-friendly, because, you know, my kids are kind of like that. But uh, but go check out the gear anyway. We've got hoodies, we've got t-shirts, we've got some cool stuff. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this week. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns